sometimes you only see things very clearly through the lens of experiencing some pain that really jostles you out of like a perspective and like, wow, things aren't exactly as I thought they were. Maybe there was some delusion, some wrong thinking. So pain is also like the navigator to help you see things more clearly. And then what you did, which I think was very brilliant, especially on the health stuff is you can't, you can't, you can change your inputs and you can focus on certain inputs and track things. And hopefully you get a more positive outcome, but maybe you may not. But the way to stay motivated over time is to track things, to get involved in the process of improvement, not to get tied to improvement itself. And this is where like things are ultimately going to improve if we can put our focused energy and attention on it over a prolonged period of time with iterative decisions and choices. Like we, we see something, we get data, we make a new decision uh, and we use our intuition and this whole process of improvement. It requires consistent effort over time and we know we'll get a result from that. So how do we consistent? Well, we got to stay motivated. How do you stay motivated in the face of not producing results that you want right now? Well, you got to be committed to some kind of system of tracking and improving, of checking the boxes, of trying something new in the form of experimentation. And, and that's, that's maybe an important like meta mindset when you're approaching any challenge. It's like knowing where you want to go. It's like destination there and like having some faith that you can get there, even though you don't know the exact path now. And then it, taking your, your energy every single day and blessing that forward progress through tracking, through investing in a system. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Mental Purpose Podcast. I'm your host, Ian Lobos. Today, we've got our resident doctor, Anthony Balduzzi. Look, <laughs> we have become such good buddies and good friends that our conversations just roll. And so today you're going to hear a conversation just roll between us. We have a lot of fun and we're going to talk about how to get through challenges in your life, especially physical health and especially business challenges. And what's really interesting about this one is you'll hear at the end, I plug in, there's like nine minutes or seven minutes at the end when I ended our episode that became gold and I plugged it back in at the end. So, so you'll hear that, but we talk about becoming your own number one advocate. We talk about discipline and determination and setting goals and tracking. And now I want you to know that you're going to get value out of this episode. I don't want you to waste your time. I'm not here to waste your time. So I'm going to keep telling you what we got going on. We're going to talk about comparing yourself to others. We talk a lot about gut health. I've had some major challenges with gut health this summer, the most I've ever experienced. And I have systems and structure around that to get myself back to health, whether it's reading or eating or researching or whatever it is, getting opinions of guys like Anthony. So we talk about um, energy and vibrations, removing distractions. We talk about faith and patience and setting goals and landmarks and milestones in your life seeing through the pain in the moment and trusting that the universe or God or whatever you believe has a, a, an attention for you. And that this is just temporary and you will receive something more as you sit in this and just move through it. And then look, every challenge is un unfolding for you, right? It's about the, the journey. Waves have peaks and troughs. It's about just getting through the ups and the downs and the process of your life. That's it. That's it. If you haven't yet, please go check out mentalpurpose.net, which is our new website. Tons of stuff on there. Our D&D mastermind is on there. Our group coaching programs, our VIP one-on-one -on -one programs, our retreats. Get that going. Uh, if you haven't joined our Mental Purpose community, go join that. And at the end of every episode, I've started telling you, be on purpose, become irreplaceable. 
being irreplaceable is where we are going. That is what our teachings are. That's what this podcast is about. Everything we're learning, the education, the energy we're putting into this, all of our curriculum is going from being in a space or a place where you are replaceable as a man, as a husband, as a father, as a business owner, as a community member into a place where you become the most evolved, best version of you possible and you become irreplaceable where you are the go-to, you are the person that people trust, you are the relationship expert, you are the husband that your wife desires, you are the father that your kids need, you are the leader in your business or your company that your employees demand. That's what we're doing here. You want in? DM me. You want in? Go to the website and fill out the form and you can get on a phone call with me and we can have a conversation about it and just see if it's right for you. Become irreplaceable. Here you go. All right, man. Six time on the podcast. It kind of blows my mind because you and I met two years ago, like August or September of 2020. And then we've met in person several times and, and just like become really good buddies. And I'm yeah. super appreciative of that. And now we're back here to talk about getting through challenges in your life and how to structure that so that you're not just meandering and letting challenges, you know, sideline you or, or, or take away from something else. Both of us have a lot of things going on in our lives, businesses, you got a new baby. Like there's a lot of stuff going on, physical health. Mm -hmm. You can't get sidelined and sidetracked to only focus on one and let others go. So today we're going to dig in and talk about that. We're going to talk about discipline and all the other cool stuff that just comes up naturally when you and I talk. Yeah, for sure. Yep. I think it's a great scope. So where do you want to start us? So um, I, I will kick this off by just, we're, sh we're recording this at the end of the summer 2022, August 30th, literally. And this summer, I was telling you before we started recording, this summer has been the most challenging physically, mentally, emotionally, and financially that I've ever dealt with. Hmm. And I got COVID at the end of May, which I thought, I think it was, jacked me up and sent my whole GI tract into a place that I've never experienced. Got Crohn's disease in there, allegedly, and it went sideways. I, I, I could not get it under control, which I have been able to do for 20 years. And mm -hmm. it was affecting me physically. I dropped 25 pounds in like two and a half weeks. It was affecting me emotionally because there are things that happen with a chronic issue and non-solid shit coming out of you that affect you. And it is painful yeah. and it sucks. And, and so it was affecting me emotionally, physically, mentally, financially, because my functional medicine doctor out here is cash only. Mm -hmm. And... It just, it just, I was getting deeper and deeper mentally because I'm like, what the fuck? How, how do I not know how to take care of myself? How can I not solve this problem? One of the biggest things that I thought about and I think about with other guys that I coach is I'm not a problem solver in my personal life like I am in my business. And so I can't expect to be the same type of problem solver in my personal life than I am in my business or vice versa. So that's one mm -hmm. aha. Do you ever find that where you know how to do something in your business so well? And when it comes to your personal life, you're like, what, what the hell? Why can't I do this? For sure. And I think there's some domains of life that are just harder to create 
predictable results. Like with business, you can deploy strategies that you've seen time tested and you're pretty reliably will get an effect with something like your health. It can be a little more complex. And I think it's something where you, there becomes a deeper dimension of like how to tackle a health problem without necessarily a clear strategy. It requires, you know, persistent effort, a lot of faith and a lot of patience and some of these other virtues that maybe we talk about, but yeah, certainly there's different domains of problem solving. And I think the health one I can really relate to, cause I, I had some serious health issues this past year as well. Well, long story short, six years ago, and I think I mentioned this on the podcast at some point, I was in a really like almost life ending skiing accident. Hmm. I ended up jumping off something. I hit a tree going about 30 miles per hour, slammed into it, shattered my right leg, broke my arm, had to learn how to rewalk and had six reconstructive leg surgeries on my right leg over the past six years. And over the last six months, I've had two of them, the final two, but like really crazy stuff. Um, and, and I noticed too, that when my physical vitality was low from surgery, uh, it definitely affects your, your mind and your emotions tremendously. So when we're starting to talk about problem solving, the first thing that comes to mind is there's like, if you put your problems in different buckets, you could maybe have a business problem, a relationship problem, a financial problem, if you want to view them that way, the physical health is very foundational. I would say that physical health gives you the vitality to tackle certain problems and have a mindset of possibilities instead of one of scarcity. So that's what I see with our business. When we help guys get their physical health right foundationally, a lot of different things open up. So I say that to share. I'm sure that you've seen a turnaround in other areas of your life as a byproduct of getting your GI tract in a little bit better state, or at least feeling better, like you, you're operating from more potential and capacity, right? I think so. I mean, there's evidence to prove that. I, there's. I'm happy to say that here we are at the end of August and... For, for anybody that's suffering with a GI condition issue, what I found was that the specific carbohydrate diet is, was a game changer and not using honey, by the way, like just, I cut that out and that started to, started to have some effects. And then something that you gave me, which is those digestive enzymes, mm -hmm. I started doubling the dose. Every time I put something into my mouth, I take that five minutes before or 10 minutes before, like mm -hmm. literally anything, whether I could eat six times a day, I'm taking six double doses a day. Mm -hmm. And, uh, and I noticed things were changing. Things were shifting because I'm, I'm, I'm testing, right? I'm, I'm always testing a theory. Yeah. Okay. That worked for two days, but then it didn't work the third day. Why was that? Mm -hmm. And I started tracking anything that went in and everything that came out in detail, I won't give the details here. Mm -hmm. Um, because what, what you measure, you can, you can start to understand yeah. and start to curb. And that, look, this isn't just for physical health. This is for anything. Like I started applying the same thing to my marriage. When I was telling you before, mm -hmm. I, I didn't realize that it was not as on track as it could have been. And I didn't realize that there were some things that were just kind of cyclical and just already on a, a you know, a, a hamster wheel yep. that Meredith wasn't talking to me about because she felt like she couldn't share. And mm -hmm. so one thing that this more vulnerable state and this more tactical state has put me in is to look at all these different areas of my life and say, Am I actually as healthy in these areas as I could mm -hmm. be? Physical health, nutrition, my relationship with my kids, my relationship with my wife, my relationship with myself, my business, not just my business as a whole, 
my business in terms of marketing and communication and relationship building and finance and all those mm -hmm. things. And I started shifting all of those this summer. Yeah. Well, I got to say, just to kind of pick apart and plus on what you just shared. Yeah. It's like these these kind of like darker hours or certainly certain moments in our life where we feel like we're in a low or in a tough period do give us the opportunity to gain clarity and to examine more deeply. And I and, and that's for sure, right? You started applying this perspective of looking at things more deeply in all areas of your life. And if we're not in that period yet, I'm always a fan of like, we could be more proactive on this. So I, I'm, I'm kind of talking out loud here in the sense of, I used to do these quarterly check-ins and I haven't been doing those nearly as much, but I think it is a cool idea, right? If every 90 days you're setting up guardrails to kind of set yourself up to take a, a more clear picture. That being said, sometimes you only see things very clearly through the lens of experiencing some pain that really jostles you out of like a perspective and like, wow, things aren't exactly as I thought they were. Maybe there was some delusion, some wrong thinking. So pain is also like the navigator to help you see things more clearly. And then what you did, which I think was very brilliant, especially on the health stuff, is you can't, you can't, you can change your inputs and you can focus on certain inputs and track things. And hopefully you get a more positive outcome, but maybe you may not. But the way to stay motivated over time is to track things, to get involved in the process of improvement, not to get tied to improvement itself. And this is where like things are ultimately going to improve if we can put our focused energy and attention on it over a prolonged period of time with iterative decisions and choices. Like we, we see something, we get data, we make a new decision uh, and yeah. we use our intuition and this whole process of improvement. It requires consistent effort over time and we know we'll get a result from that. So how do we consistent? Well, we got to stay motivated. How do you stay motivated in the face of not producing results that you want right now? Well, you got to be committed to some kind of system of tracking and improving, of checking the boxes, of trying something new in the form of experimentation. And, and that's, that's maybe an important like meta mindset when you're approaching any challenge. It's like knowing where you want to go. It's like destination there and like having some faith that you can get there, even though you don't know the exact path now. And then taking your, your energy every single day and blessing that forward progress yeah. through tracking, through investing in a system. And, and what could that not be applied to? That could be applied to launching a rocket and landing it back on earth. That could be applied to becoming a better parent. That can be applied to deepening yourself physically or spiritually. So, um, and, and, and that also kind of comes with the other thing is every time we feel a problem, oftentimes this emotion comes up in us um, where this is where there's some processing that needs to happen there. Uh, oftentimes we have these old scripts of like a victim mentality that, you know, maybe like I'm at an effect of something or we have um, a feeling like, you know, of out of control. We must feel through these things, whatever ends up happening. And, and, and that's a natural experience. Whatever comes up is, and it's perfect, but the process of actually improving is to feel through those things and then do the work anyways and, and start to put the forward effort. Yeah. What's up guys. I'm so sorry to interrupt the episode. I just need one minute to share with you all the new and exciting, amazing stuff we've got created here at Men on Purpose. First of all, thank you for listening to the podcast and supporting the movement we're creating for all the men of the world. Next, you've got to check out our new website, menonpurpose.net, where you'll find all kinds of cool stuff, including links to our podcast and the free Men on Purpose community. You're also going to find our new free purpose-driven formula mini course and ebook and links to all of our new coaching programs and products. Look, I've had so many of you ask me where to get started with your personal growth journey or where you can go to level up. So I put this thing together, this free ebook and mini course, and we're going to be talking about and coaching you through a really light version of our purpose-driven formula, which is our foundational formula. And for those of you who are ready now, we got you. Listen up, whether it's becoming the best husband, being the best dad, quitting that job that doesn't serve you, 
with just understanding how to put you first. We've got what you need to align with your authentic self and find that true fulfillment and live a life with no regrets. Look, we're helping men with structure, support, and sustainability. That's what you've asked for and that's what we deliver. As we lead you through proven and tested curriculum that focuses on formulas to help you get farther faster. So make sure you go to menonpurpose.net, click the button to download our free, powerful, purpose-driven formula mini course and ebook. And while you're there, make sure you check out some of our amazing products designed to help you find your purpose, stop self-sabotage, and dial in your mindset, skills, and habits to evolve into the best version of you. Why? Because we want you to live and have the best life possible. No regrets. So menonpurpose.net, let's get back to the episode. What's interesting is how my life changed. And I know we've talked about this before. I just want to, I want to, I want to just tag onto this for a second and have your input. My, my life from January till let's say May was a certain way. And then between May 25th and June 2nd, my whole life got turned. And then you take like June 18th, I started on a liquid diet for three weeks because I knew that the gut was a crucial element in my entire world, right? Our entire world, the gut. And so I really want to make sure that people understand there is a, there is something in that gut, like, well, many things, but there's something about the gut that if they could understand it better, their life could improve. Yeah, right? for sure. If they, if they could understand how the, you know, the, the, um, uh, um, oh my God, the gut bacteria, the biome works, if they could understand yeah. how food affects them, if they could understand how it affects the immune system and the skin and the, uh, you know, limpses, all that stuff, they could actually improve the quality of life because, yes, I didn't eat for three weeks and I dropped 30 pounds. So people who see me now, they're like, what happened to you? And I go, it's actually the weight I'm supposed to be. I'm meant to be like 165 to 175. And you've, you and I have talked about it. I was just carrying a lot of visceral fat because I had this leaky gut and my gut was sending a signal that I'm not getting enough nutrition. So it's going to keep more stuff on. I don't know where I'm going with that. I just want to make that point. Where, where, yeah. What can you give as far as advice? and Like simple well, it, gut health. Yeah. Sure. Let's talk gut health. And I'll, I'll say this too, just a quick facts is like, I think the way to think of your digestive tract is, um, is that it's this interface tube from your mouth through your anus that everything that you intake, it's this communication layer between your body, what, yeah. and what actually gets dissolved and absorbed into the inside. And you have this whole microbiome that's filled with all these gut bacteria, some viruses, some fungi, and that everything that you eat and ingest in the fluids are dynamically interacting with this layer. And you want this layer to be healthy, non-inflammatory. And that's typically evidenced by you don't have a lot of gas and bloating. You eat food, you have regular bowel movements for you. You don't have like a lot of lethargy. Your skin is like pretty decent. At least you're not having eruptions because the gut and the skin are very tied together. Um, and if you can kind of check those boxes off or you feel like you don't have like stomach issues, then you're in good shape. Um, if you do feel like it's an area of improvement, like you can work on it dramatically. And sometimes it can take some extreme methods if your gut's in like really bad shape to either like restructure that microbiome, to get rid of things like candida, to do some kind of liquid juicing thing when appropriate can be very helpful. But like on a daily basis, here's what I would say. I think it's good to eat uh, like certain kinds of, to figure out which carbohydrates your body feels best on. 
for yeah. you, Ian, you have a unique microbiome where like, there's a couple like carbohydrates that you've sit really well with you. And if you eat the wrong kinds of carbohydrates, wrong, meaning wrong for you, not wrong, yeah. generally speaking, you get gas bloating, pretty much immediate symptoms, and you pay attention to that. I think everyone should kind of pay attention to what those are. I think many people can get away with certain kinds of fruits some sweet potatoes. Some people can get away with rice, but other people feel bloated. So the first step in this journey of like learning to have a healthy gut is to pay attention to the effects that you get and to understand that there's a tremendous amount of individual sensitivity and variety to how sensitive people's guts are. I'm sure you've met people who could literally eat anything yeah. like steel stomach, no problem, Crazy. have a poop tomorrow. That's not your experience in life. And like, and this is because of genetic differences, our own constitutional makeup. So just accepting that some people people will avoid gluten for the rest of their lives. Some people can eat a loaf of bread every single day and have a flat stomach and do a hundred. It's just like, right. it's just how it is. But in the carbohydrates, I, t I tend to be the biggest trigger of like what feels good for certain people. Like, and it's, it's weird. It's even down to the certain kind of form. Like I'll tell you this, when I eat popped corn, so popcorn in a bag or something like that does not sit well with me. I can occasionally do corn on the cob, although corn's not a carb that I tolerate personally, as well as something like tubers, sweet potatoes, things like this. Like those digest really well for me. So does fruit. Yeah. Oats kind of make me a little bloated, but they all, they do have like healthy things on paper. So this is where you get into the nuance of health. It's not just like what is quote unquote healthy, what has good macros, what is clean and organic. It's like, what is healthy for you? And what I've typically found, and I think you found this too, is that ultimately simplifying your diet down to a couple key things that work well for you, that you can sustain are enjoyable is a good move. Me, yeah. I'm eating, I know it's not training to like what's Anthony's diet right now, but I'm eating a more simple diet of, I eat a lot of fruits, 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 typically in the morning, I eat meats and fish. So I'll have ribeye steaks. I'll have wild salmon. I'll have sardines. I'll have sweet potatoes and tubers, and I'll have occasional cheat meals or some eggs, but I'm really eating kind of like lower carbohydrate per se. And I'll have some rice if it's in a bowl, you know, or, or some things like this, but a simple diet tends to be good for most people. If you can kind of zero into those foods that you, you like the most, we kind of talk about that in our fit father programs. The goal is to like, find your go-to health foods, build your meals around those regularly. Um, I think fasting is a good thing for everyone's body in some uh, way, shape or form, because like our bodies in just kind of like the, to bring us back to the conversation about problems, like they thrive and respond to stress yeah. and stress could be in the form of exercise. It could be in the form of actually certain of these nutrients that help us live longer, like resveratrol. You've probably heard of this. These are what you're called hormetic stressors. They actually cause a, a slight stress adaptive response in the body that the body responds to and gets better. Fasting in a way is kind of a stress for your gut microbiome. It's like go a little bit of time without some food and it creates like a, a positive effect and also changes a lot of different hormone levels, sensitizes you to insulin. Um, and, and we want to be metabolically flexible. You don't want to be burning carbohydrates all the time. You don't need to be fully keto. You want to be metabolically flexible and fasting can be a helpful thing for the gut microbiome for some people. Um, finding the right kinds of carbohydrate foods that work for you, particularly foods that have some of these prebiotic fibers is key. And these are found in fruits and vegetables. Like Ian, I'm curious in your case, what are some like, what are some like fruits or berries or, or like nuts or seeds or plant-based foods that actually feel good for you that have some fiber in them? What did you stumble upon for you specifically? Bananas. Okay. Bananas are one of the best prebiotic foods ever. Yeah. Those work well for you. Um, awesome. Blueberries. Yep. So you, you, you mentioned it and eliminate like more of an elimination or just being very specific with what you put in and, and doing some fasting, some yeah. testing. 
a simpler diet for sure is what yeah, I recommend yeah. for people who want performance and longevity. Like you look at a lot of the yogis or the monks that live to a hundred plus in the caves, they're, they're eating simple diets. Yeah. Like the, yeah. the more digestive stress you add to the system, like the worse off you are. That's not to say you can't have a big fancy Thanksgiving dinner, but there are some people that actually believe that the amount, and this is just a, this is a thought and a theory. I'm not saying this is how it is, but there's, I think there is some truth to this. The amount of enzymes that you make your body produce over your lifetime, meaning it takes energy to create these digestive enzymes is like negatively correlated with the length of your life. Hmm. So like the more of the more of those that you have to do, the more digestive stress you introduce in the system, the shorter life you do have. Then if you have a system that your body's breaking down food, you have more easy digestion, which often means simpler meals or meals that are like just not as complex, then it, it could be associated with longer life. Your body doesn't have to spend as much energy creating enzymes. And also, quite frankly, is it's when we're eating food, we're not just eating good stuff. We're also accumulating biotoxins from the kind of world that we live in. There's sure. a ton of pesticides, heavy metals in different kinds of foods. There's offending factors that come into the food. So you honestly want to have like as much optimal nutrition as you want in an enjoyable way without bioaccumulating. So like simple diets tend to like, again, kind of wind and trend in this and your gut microbiome produce like 70% of the serotonin in your body, which has many different functions in the brain. It's a neurotransmitter that's associated with a feeling of positive well-being, social connection, uh, status and hierarchy, like very good stuff. Your gut microbiome is, is huge in that equation. And, and I think we all know what it feels like to have like a lean stomach, like our version of a lean stomach that like feels good. You yeah. know, you feel like you don't feel thick in the midsection. I think if you're feeling thick in the midsection, you'll continue to perform and feel better. The less thickness you have when you find what feels like to be your more ideal set point. That means your GI sure. tract is moving quite well. Your body's not in a heavy state. You have the ability to fast for some time and burn ketone bodies. You eat carbohydrates that feel good for you and you time those in the morning or after exercise are great times for those. And again, animal protein foods for many people do work if you're including those in your diet. So getting high quality uh, fishes, I think salmon and sardines would be my go-to recommendations there. High quality grass-fed uh, meats and then high quality eggs can be good for people too. So you wouldn't call this necessarily like paleo. You can, wouldn't call it vegan vegetarian. And each person needs to find it like their own place. But I think it's high quality, simple foods is going to be the start to the gut health. And if you had a history of taking antibiotics, if you have some history of inflammatory bowel disease, there are a lot of different kinds of supplements and stuff that can really help like shift you in a good direction. You can start doing, take some turmeric and curcumin. You can start using L-glutamine and stuff like this to rebuild your gut. Depends on the conditions. There's a great supplement that is a catch-all that we would recommend a lot when I was in medical school um, called GI Revive by Designs for Health. I'm not saying you should take this, but it's got, got a lot of these anti-inflammatory things. And if you want to catch all for a gut inflammation, it's a, it's a good one. And there are certainly other ones out there. And then maybe it could be good to take some probiotics as well. Uh, I would say like with the route you had to go to Ian, because the extent of your health challenges on the digestive tract front, um, you going and working with a functional medicine practitioner who can give you either more advanced labs or just kind of guide you through the process can be a, definitely a game changer if yeah. you feel like your gut health is like a deeper cut and you need a little more support. But either way, the fact is like gut's going to help you tremendously in every area of your life. Yeah. So there's some stuff I want to break down on there. One, ironically, just for the audience to know, the functional medicine doctor I have here was a teacher of yours. Yeah. Didn't know that until I knew that because he said, are you seeing anybody? And I gave him your name and he said, uh, well, I know him and I, I <laughs> we've spoken together on stage. This is perfect. So I felt great about it. 
Um, and I think people, when they ask me health-related questions, will say, how do you know who to pick? How do you know? And I said, you know, honestly, you're going to have to just try a couple. You can develop yeah. what we have in our program, a dating profile. And you can say yeah. like, you know, this is what I'm looking for in a functional medicine doctor or a dentist or a house or a car or whatever. Yeah. And you just have to try it and you have to see if you vibe with somebody, you know, that's yep. really it. It's, it's true. And, and, and ultimately I think with all these health things, like you need to become your own number one advocate, like the mentality that you can kind of like outsource this and that someone else is going to fix this for you needs to go like health on, on, on takes ownership. It's just kind of how it is. I wish, I wish it were somewhat different. Um, but becoming your own biggest advocate and researcher and, and, and tester and, and having a doctor as a guide to support you, you can solve your GI stuff, you know, through your own will and education. And what's cool about every problem is nestled in the problem is like the opportunity for learning and getting clarity on the solution. Yeah. So I'm thinking about like yours, like you've learned more, you've experimented and you've seen results like back earlier this year. Um, I was, I still had a metal rod in my leg from the lengthening procedure I went through in my right femur. And I ended up going and playing a day of paintball, which is like an old hobby. I like out in the desert near my house. And I really aggravated my knee and I had a tremendously swollen knee for three months. And I, mm -hmm. you know, after analyzing mm -hmm. and researching, you know, found that the, the, the hardware in the knee was what was causing the problem, like the rod mm -hmm. in the knee and the screws in the knee. And the reason I share this is to illustrate the point again, is like, as you have a problem, it leads you on this kind of personal development learning journey that you gain more clarity and insight and gaining more clarity and insight is a part of solution. Then you can take action on top of that. So this yeah. is kind of the meta discussion, right? If we view problems as learning opportunities, which many of us do, you know, but really being conscious of that, it, it, it can make the whole experience very positive. And then you can even slip into, if you want to go to the extreme of this mindset is effectively just feeling like everything that's happening in your life in some way, shape or form is working for your greater unfoldment. That every challenge has in it the seed of like some great learning or some great opportunity and that nothing is necessarily quote unquote wrong, that this is a life journey, not a life outcome. And whatever is arising uniquely for us is what we have to do, what we have to solve. You were born with a GI tract that led you on a journey. I happened to make a decision on some skis that led to a big change in my life and everyone listening is going to have their own unique thing. So what if we start to adopt this kind of like going with the flow of like of our experience and having just the deep in the back of our mind, that faith in knowing that this challenge is perfect is exactly what I am to deal with. And I'm going to learn things and there's going to be growth that comes from this that I wouldn't have had otherwise. And I'll tell you this, like many people, um, you know, I'm a young man. I'm in my young 30, in my young 30s. I have a multi-million dollar company. I've impacted millions of people's lives. And the number one reason why that's the case is because I had tremendous amounts of challenge early on in my life that gave yeah. me the opportunity to rise through. Passing of my father, different kinds of health challenges, et cetera, that like gave me that engine power. It, it, I like this quote from Alan Watts. He's a, he's a philosopher that lived many years ago and many, many people might be familiar, but it, it's the idea of talking about waves. The idea of a wave, you can think of a sine wave. Every wave has a peak and a trough. There is no such thing as a wave without a peak and a trough. It does not manifest in this physical universe. Every up has a down. Every inside has an outside. It's kind of like this duality of, of how things express. So every problem in it, in it, if you view that as perhaps the trough, has this potential for the mirrored peak. 
the greatness that can come out of that, uh, the, the rise in that. And if you understand this paired nature of everything, you may just be on the down cycle right now of the up cycle if you run this whole experience through its course. And I also think how deep and how long you stay in that trough portion is largely a, a perception of mindset more so than circumstance is largely a perception of how resistant you are to the problem versus how accepting you are of it and willing to move through it with whatever needs to, to happen. Um, yeah. So I'll, I'll pause there. I guess it's just some of no, the philosophy that's, that I've been thinking a lot about with my own problems in, in my own sure. health. It's, it's like, I just think these things are true, at least in my experience. No, I mean, you're talking about a mindset shift that everybody really needs to have. And, and certain people will choose certain parts about a mindset shift, at least the people that I know. And they won't choose others. And yeah, I mean, when you have a, a major challenge that happens in your life, you've got to dig in and you've got to figure out what's going on for you, only for you. I think where I find a lot of guys come to me and ask a lot of questions about challenges that they're facing is when they're comparing themselves to what others have, don't have, are doing, not doing, that kind of thing. And the hard and simple answer is, but that's their journey. This mm -hmm. is yeah. my journey. This is your journey. I'm learning things at 40 years old that I'm not happy about. I didn't learn at 25. However, at 40 years old, I am probably in the best shape of my life. I'm in the best health of my life. And I know more about and am more committed to my health journey than I've ever been before. Mm -hmm. And so what am I going to do? Get pissed off that I didn't get it before, that I didn't get it 10 years ago? Okay. How, how, how's that going to help me? What will that That's do silly. for me? Yeah. Yeah. Correct. It's not going to do This is your exact lived experience. And we must like, accept that exactly totally. as it is. I mean, you're like... And, and, and this comes down to like every bit, even, even our own physical attributes, how we're born, the yeah. skin color, the culture, the time, the family, like everything that's uniquely ours is ours to do. And I also think there's a couple kinds of problems that happen in people's lives, at least from my experience. One, you have the big problem that almost feels like just the thing that was unforeseen that happens. Maybe if there's, I'm not saying life in any way is necessarily predestined, but it's the stuff that was yours. Like my dad got sick and he died, right? That was something that happened. We had an accident, right? On the ATV, like that yeah. happened. That was like a big yeah. momentous kind of thing that, that created a blip in your life. And we all have these kind of like bigger moments. And then there's the kind of, and, and, that, and that energy must run its course, like whatever that is. You must sure. go through that experience to the end of whatever the ripple of the repercussion is of that. And then there's the kind of problems that we keep on facing up that we might be actually causing. These are like the ones that we're continuing to ripple forward. What I'll use the word, I guess you could say karma, but we're creating some kind of incident action relationship that is propagating an energy into the future that we keep on recreating. And these are the cycles we catch ourselves in, whether it's self-tabotaging in a relationship, whether it's continuing to like have conflict in our business relationships that leads to problems, like whatever those things are, I think it takes some the, the clarity first to observe which one of these are just like episodic happening things. Which one of these am I creating and how can I, you know, move forward with this? Dude, you know, what's interesting is what you're talking about is really like the quantum mechanics and quantum physics of energy and vibration. The more the vibration comes up over here, the more the lasting effects are over here, the more it comes up over here, you're getting effects over here. And I don't, I, I think that's what people aren't understanding about energy is that, when you talk about electrons and protons and atoms, you're talking about subatomic particles and it's really energy at the, at like 
is there anything below energy? What is that? Energy is like manifested vibrating force, That's like creation I mean. force. Like, like, I don't know. It's tough to like, I know we're throwing out some words and some jargon, yeah. but yeah, for sure. I'm and, talking about in the hierarchy as they go down yeah. of a cell or something or of, of, a, of, an, of an atom. There's a subatomic yeah. particle and the behind sure. that is, is got it's energy. So it's yeah. like, was I pissed off that yet again, I'm dealing with a, a freaking GI issue. Yeah. And that it's tough and that poor me, I don't get to go out and eat at restaurants and I'm eating, I'm eating, I'm eating literally four things total, like four things is my, is my options. And it lasted for like two days. And I thought, mm -hmm. all right, universe, what are you preparing me for? Why am I in the best shape of my life? Why are you dropping 30 pounds off me? Why are we doing this? Why are we doing that? And then, and then things start to unfold as you just accept what is. Yep. And yep, then, yep. and then when you accept what is and your brain space, your mind share is not taken up by thoughts about why me, why this, why, why this yeah, happened. Why different, me. any kind of judgment. Yeah. Yes. Correct then you're open to seeing the next thing that the universe is delivering. And yeah, sometimes it's hard to where the energy is flowing. Yeah. Yeah. It's hard as shit to you know? do and possible. It is. Well, here's, here's, it, it is in some sense, it's a different kind of hard. It's a hard that requires some courage, some, a lot of like, and it gets better with practice, the more you're able to observe and just kind of like accept what is. But the other thing is like, if you don't do that, if you stay in this kind of, uh, rejection of, of what is, or what has happened. If you stay in this disconnection, this reject, it's really just a rejection a denial of, or not wanting to yeah. move in or through of it. Then you just carry that shit with you on your shoulders for as long as you want to. And it causes you low grade pain, low grade suffering, low grade disconnection and anxiety. And that in its way is just like the slow burden of suffering versus kind of like moving through with more acceptance, which sure. may be like painful in the short term, but you know, leads you through this burst. And this is like, it's just, just how things are, you know, recent, like you mentioned that I have a daughter, I have like a six month old daughter now. So I just got to see the birth pretty recently. Even just the way we're born into this world is a challenging, Traumatic. hard, gruesome, yeah. like experience. <laughs> right. And so like, it's baked into the first minute we come out, we're coming through this like imme immense adversity into great, into what we'll call like, I guess, a greatness or, or fulfillment of potential. That's what we're all doing. And, um, it just takes some time. Like, you know, I, I was on a family vacation last week in Montana on our drive home. We had an Uber driver who um, was from South Sudan and he was telling me how he basically got out of South Sudan. He escaped and it's just like a mess down there. People are getting killed, very corrupt governments, you know, very tribal, like just a ton of warfare. And he was just so grateful to have the opportunity to be in the United States, to drive Uber, to be here, to like self-direct and, and, and create himself merely a matter of perspective when there's many people in far, what would you say, probably is like objectively easier scenarios who have a victim mentality who aren't complaining. So it's just nice to like, I don't know, have those reality checks once in a while that can settle you into this is my exact experience. And we'll see where this goes. We'll see where this goes if I can lean in fully and trust. And I think this is the intersection between productivity and perhaps spirituality and religion. The personal journey yeah. behind, you know, this just trust and leaning into whatever this life process is throwing at us, this life process of us creating, us experiencing, us connecting, 
And this is where it all becomes one thing. It becomes your life expression. It becomes trusting God in the universe. It becomes trusting yourself. It becomes shedding things that you know in, inherently in your intuition are holding you down and allowing what is to come to blossom. And then surrendering along the way and, and, and watching whatever the ego development is in the process. Like it's all one yeah. thing. And, and, uh, and that's why perhaps your greatest quote unquote problem right now in perspective is also your greatest path towards, you know, liberation and the next level of your, uh, enlightenment or, you know, enlightenment through the mind or the body or whatever it ends up being. Yeah. And nobody's saying, by the way, it's a great, a great book is the obstacle is the way by Ryan, Ryan holiday. I've heard, I haven't read the book, but I heard the title sounds perfect. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And look, nobody's saying that it's not freaking hard and it doesn't suck to go into and stay with a shitty situation in your life. I mean, no pun intended. It was a real shitty situation until the beginning of August. When I talked to you, you're talking about the end of May to the beginning of August without a solid shit. And for those of you like that's not and it and it's not I'm not I'm I'm not going to go too far into that. You have no idea unless you have GI issues what it's like to to not have that and to appreciate <laughs> appreciate that when it finally happens and then i'm like looking back at my records and i'm like oh my god it's this and this i gotta cut honey out it's honey it's like i see yeah. it like and i am dude forget about the businesses i built <laughs> watching children be born and all that stuff that's all incredible and to understand and be in your shit and it really just just like hard situation, right? Your gut health, when you, when you are not absorbing anything and dropping weight by like five pounds a week, seven pounds a week, it is hard to deal with. And, and my skin, my hair, my energy, everything was affected by that. So to run to the doctor and say, please fix me was not an option for me. Right. Which is, that option is for a lot of people. And a lot of people take that. Like you were saying, you have to take control of and, and, and advocate for yourself and your own health. And to, to say, okay, hang on. Worst it's ever been. I'll go get some functional medicine help. I'll get some blood drawn. Let's compartmentalize this. Yes, it sucks. And yes, I've got a business to run and kids to hang with. And at the same time, this is here for something. So let's figure out why this is here and to have figured out the patterns and to help myself navigate and get better and see results that are starting to have lasting effects. Dude, there's so much self-empowerment in that and so much freedom and like confidence and, and, and just self-love that I, like, I, I, I just, I, I, I tell people all the time, you got to take charge of your medical. Your doctor is one aspect of your medical mm-hmm. treatment, one aspect. And yeah. if you want to do Western medicine, no problem. You want to do prescriptions? That's not a problem. Sometimes that you need that for a, a quick blip or you know extended period of time to aid you in getting yourself back to health, right? That's, mm-hmm. that's what I want to be very clear on. I started reading books. I read Jordan Rubin's book, Patient Heal Thyself, about yeah. the gut biome. Fantastic book. I started reading about the gut biome, started reading about cells, started reading about this and this and 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 I started putting pieces together. Yep. 
the place I'm going with that is it takes discipline. Yeah. It takes determination. And it's not determination in like, I have a goal. Determination, I think, is like the, the, it's like the target almost, mm -hmm. right? The goal yeah. is like you're determined to hit this goal. Determination might be the momentum of the arrow. But like the actual yeah. firing of the arrow every day is it's like the will it's it's the will force yeah for sure it's it's yeah. it's the desire it's the will it's yeah. the shooting of that arrow every day because it really is kind of shooting it every day it's like you yeah, wake yeah. up and then you need to have the, the the pullback and the release of that arrow um and and so that the couple things are necessary right you got to have a target something to shoot at or otherwise you can't you know there's no focus. You need, you need something. And I actually think it's an important thing because a lot of people aren't necessarily super clear on what they want. And it doesn't give you the ability to focus to the maximum of your being, unless you have a clear arrow, what that is. Um, and, and that comes down to basically, you can, you can write some goals, you can visualize, you can do whatever it takes for you to gain that level of clarity to be able to have that emotive force to like take action on a, on a very daily basis Two, I think discipline is, is kind of like, is this is the resolved feeling that you will do it and it's strengthened every day by positive momentum that you create on top of a system yeah so like having system and structure is kind of what enables you to start pushing a snowball downhill it gives you like something to take an action on that moves the ball forward and if you're if the first stage of, of solving a problem maybe even like gaining clarity or gaining understanding then that first action that you do every single day is probably going to be involved with some amount of massive learning and research in there like, it's not surprising to me that you feel better and you're also reading a lot of books completely aligned with your goal. You're soaking yeah. in information from different perspectives. I think it's also probably creating shifts in your mind, shifts yep. in your mindset of like possibility. You're hearing stories of people that have done this. Like when I was healing my knee through the big inflammation, I was reading stories of spontaneous healings of all sorts of things, electricity in the body. You just start to absorb. And I think the reading itself may give you some insight to take action on, but irrespective yeah. of what you might get, it's the energy that is then put towards that, that is kind of like blessing this affirmed direction that you're moving in. And that can build your discipline in time. What I'm really interested in is like the really dark periods, like those really dark days where like those are times where you're in the beginning of that, where you kind of need to fall back on these virtues of like of faith that it can happen in patience that it'll take as long as it does. I think it's this idea that we want to like, we want to have this desire for more immediate results, but it doesn't always like work like that. Sometimes you wake up the next day after a good sleep and your body feels better, or you have a couple strings of days. It's this, these virtues of faith and patience that um, need to be tapped into and felt personally. It's like, what else mm -hmm. can you say other than you need to like keep the faith in, 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 in the dark days because in understanding that this too shall pass. Like we've all been through so many different challenging things that we probably even forgot about at this point in time because like things pass and shift. So that faith component is huge because every day, even if the faith can be a kind of a bedrock for your determination, if you can keep the faith, as they say, keep the faith, it gives you a bedrock to put more action on top of and put more determination on top of. Determination doesn't mean, I, at least in my opinion, that you always feel like a bulldozer. It can feel like that. Like some ways Sometimes, you're just like yeah. steaming through this thing. I have a lot of fire. But determination, I think, is also kind of like this idea of grit, your ability to stick to it, maybe even in spite of not necessarily having an emotional state that aligns with what you want, but it's still like taking the action anyways and in spite of that. And a lot of powerful things happen when you do that over an extended period of time. It's like, 
I don't know, like plants grow through many days of sun exposure and keep on trying to shout, sprout up like the human. We create more complex situations than that. But if we just kind of like are able to stay in the pocket long enough, things do get better. Uh, emotions and wounds do heal. The body has a physical innate mechanism that will autocorrect when we remove offending factors. Like we have this vital force inside of us that reorganizes and heals. Um, and, and yeah, I'll stop there. But I think these are well, these are things that are important to talk about. What's interesting is personal development and body healing are really the same thing. You have to gather evidence when you're in the dark times. The feelings yep. and the thoughts kind of they, they might not lead you to the the most promising path. And mm -hmm. when I was having some real dark days, some real weak moments, physically weak, like, man, I don't think my body's absorbing. I, I really am not able to walk too far today or mm -hmm. I'm on a liquid diet for two weeks in. I'm at 900 calories a day and my kids want to go to the beach and my mom wants to go walking at the canyon and and i'm trying to pick and choose i only have so many calories to burn mental calories physical calories which one comes first well i've got coaching to do i've got business to run and what's interesting is i tell all of our clients everything has to be evidence-based all of our curriculum everything that we do is evidence-based it's not feelings based you can feel into things you're not going to mm -hmm. feel about something very big difference and when you're in those dark days in a physical health challenge, whatever it might be, like we're talking about, you have to gather evidence to support against or for your theory that you should go to the doctor or go to the ER or, or seek this help or eat this food or quit not eating that food or, or quit eating that food or take this supplement. You can't just go to Whole Foods and shop the supplement aisle and get that guy's opinion. You're like, hey, man, I'm having some GI issues. You know what I should take? He doesn't know you. He just knows mm -hmm. GI issues as a as a whole. It's so like I heard this. Um, I heard a uh, podcast with Joe Rogan and um, uh, Navan. Uh, no, um, Navan Jean. I think it was. I forget his name. Anyway, I'll I'll get it. I'll put it in the show notes. And he he has a he has a company called Viome, and it's like yeah, yeah, blood I'm testing, familiar with that. Right? Yeah, it's like genetic testing for your microbiome, effectively. Yes. Yeah, yeah, and it, what isn't Naveen Jain, right? Yeah, I don't know his name, but I know who he is. I've seen an okay. interview with him before. Yeah, and he was talking about look, just because healthy people look like they're eating spinach and greens and salads and kale and they're drinking smoothies every morning doesn't mean that that's right for you. Just because mm -hmm. raw kale is good for that guy's body doesn't mean raw raw kale could jack you up. For sure. You know, so so this is really a call to people to say, take control of your physical health and nutrition, take control of your mental and emotional growth, your personal development as a human, your evolution as a man. You have to take control of all that stuff. You can't just follow one diet. You can't do keto tomorrow and expect it to work for you. It just doesn't do that. You can't go paleo. Like I, I did that last summer and thought, why isn't this working for me? Well, because I was jacking in red meat with fat in it and my liver wasn't healthy enough and not yeah. producing enough enzyme to 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 get the fat Makes gone. So my sense. body was like, hey, bye-bye. And it was ejecting it, right? So, yeah. And even the difference between maybe why a lean steak might be better for you. Someone does a ribeye, but like less enzyme needed if you have a tenderloin, yeah. you know, and that might even make yeah. you feel better, right? Yeah. Yeah. And, and it's yeah. just a, it's an interesting it's an interesting place. It's an interesting thing to think about. And it's all about personal responsibility. And I have the best gut health I've ever had. 
the most discipline I've ever, ever fucking had, the clarity and, and connection most I've ever had, right? And my business is at a place where it's like, fuck, please universe. I've, I've, yeah. I've, I've, I've learned, please, you know, like release this keep next, work, keep, keep working it with like, with faith and like consistent effort, like, and that's it. Um, and I, I, we recently just went through that energetic turnaround. Cause I was feeling that same way. It's like, yeah. please, God, please universe. Like I'm doing the right things. You know, I've, I've corrected on some of these mistakes and errors right. and now like, let's go and it will come. It'll come. It will come. It's because you create value. It, it does come. It's just like the law of like how but it you works. You know, <laughs> there, there are some days where the human in me yeah. says starts to doubt and starts to go. And then fear and anxieties creep in and the no, mind goes from expansion in, into, into contraction. Can it happen right. very quickly? What I found too is I used to think I was impervious to that stuff. And I think that was just like some spiritual ego, like, you right. know, and I hadn't experienced it in a while. So I'm like, maybe that doesn't happen, but that's, that's certainly not the case. Like those dark times come in, but like how quickly can you have then observe and like recalibrate and repivot to what we'll call this higher vibe. Like yeah. your ability to do that over the long haul is, is everything. Right. And I mean, as you get bigger, the responsibility just gets bigger. The challenges and the stuff you're solving just gets bigger. It's like the same game. And I love this really? mindset too. We didn't talk about it, but like this too shall pass is so yeah. such an important quote for us to remind ourselves with, because in the short term, it totally sucks when, you know, we're feeling like that short term, we want something to change. But then again, it's only been a couple months that you went from like the lowest point of your GI health to the highest point. And in the grand scheme of your life, when we zoom out, that's like a very fast turnaround. Right. So yeah. it's like looking at it, a big picture when someone goes, how long did it take you to build mental purpose? And I go, oh my God, you have no fucking idea. And you go, oh, <laughs> two and a half years. Right. Yeah. Like that's it. And so there have been choices that I've made like to, you know, move Aaron out and to revamp our curriculum and to take a couple of the corporate clients that we had that I just didn't feel aligned with and say, I know you're a lot of revenue and I'm, I got to move on because they're just, you're not treating us yeah. appropriately and fairly. And then, you know, I did that and uh, I was like, hey, we're going to be a little tight for a couple months, Mary, until we, you know, do this. And then the universe went, oh, you should probably focus on your relationship. I'm going to strip out all this other shit too. And, and that put yeah. me into like panic mode of, oh, mm -hmm. fuck. Um, oh, and then Mary comes to me and says, hey, uh, you may need, you need to get something moving here quick because mm -hmm. our cash is burning. We're burning through cash. I'm like, mm -hmm. okay. All right, fine. All right, hands off the wheel. I got it. I I'm gonna sit in this, and it's gonna pass. I know it will. It just I I I I'm pretty sure I'm on the right path. And then like the yeah. confident, courageous me says, "Dude, I'm on the fucking right path. Come on, it's just yeah. testing. It's just testing. It's testing. It's testing yeah. faith and patience in those dark hours. I think it does test your faith and your patience. And like sure. when you're tested, like and you sit in that, like I mean, dude, I hundred percent feel that's the truth." You're tested. And if you persist, you don't fail. If you keep on going, you, you know, I know. I know. you win. It's inevitable, right? But yeah, yeah. And, 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 and it's not that you win in the way you think you do, but you always sure. win. Well, Sometimes here's the thing exactly though. You think you do. I, I, I realized through these last three months and the challenges I've had in physical health, nutrition, you know, business, is that I've run my life with money being this massive catalyst of success. 
Yeah. And not, and I, and I've had these other measures yet. I haven't, I had this realization that I need to shift the measurements from money being the thing that makes me feel comfortable or makes me feel like I've done a good job or makes me feel successful to like her feeling like she can communicate with me openly, freely, and my kids feeling closer to me and my gut health having solid shits for seven days, dude. Most people are like, what? That's dumb. And I'm like, you don't understand the feeling when I know it's fucking on, it's good. Like, I'm like, thank thank you. You know, it's so beautiful and not like these little things that we take for granted. Yeah. That I'm making my measurements of success now. And the universe is like, I'm going to withhold the money success for just a little bit for you to get this seated and learn. Yeah. And so that's been a, that's been a big shift for me. Yeah. Big and shift. I mean, a hundred, hundred percent, like to plus on that, like there's no way you would trade loose shits every day for the rest of your life in a strange relationship with your family for a hundred million dollars. Like it, it would like, I mean, it just, it, the rest of your life, you'll have bad GI health and all this. Like it just shows where your priorities are. It's like, um, I think it was, it was, my friend says it's, uh, you know, if, if, if someone said, I'll give you a hundred thousand dollars or maybe even $10 million to, to take out your right eye, give it to me now, I'll give you the money and you can go on with your life. Like how many people would do that? And you go to a crowd and there's probably only like two or three people that like raise their hand. It's been done. I've seen it happen. So it goes to show how much we do value, like these more foundational aspects, whether it's our own well-being and the capacity that brings us yeah. or these deep connections and our feeling of like, especially your family, the ones closest to us, right? Obviously we value that more than a certain dollar amount. And then the dollars kind of come as a byproduct of staying in the pocket, learning how to create more leverage value. And like, that's it. That's how it works. Yeah. It's good stuff, man. It's really good stuff. Here, here's a question for you that I didn't get to ask you in the beginning real quick before we wrap. Yeah. How in those dark times, six surgeries, like pain, prolonged period, right? How are you pushing through that? How are you preparing yourself or keeping yourself on a somewhat straight path of not popping pain pills or going to the doctor and getting injections and that kind of thing? Yeah, well, you got to hold like one again, you got to hold like this deep desire of what you would like to do restore and then tie a ton of meaning to it. So for me, the healing of my body became like a deeply like personal and spiritual quest. It's not just like restoring myself to good physical uh, condition balance without healing. It also became like my ability to kind of like manifest and create through deep, deep times. And because I created this deeper narrative to it, I was able to tap into a lot more persistent power. And honestly, because it became to the point where I'll use the word God, but you could use the word universe. It became like something that I really felt to be uh, a key experience for me to have. Then it became more or less like positive in the sense of I'm I'm moving forward and and through this. Um, I'll say to what seems really relevant is the idea of taking control of something like may not jive with somebody. It, the, the responsibility is a great word. I think it's like you're trying to improve your inputs that hopefully move you in the direction of your desired outcome. Like with nutrition, like you're going to make a concerted effort to put things that you believe are healthful into your body on a regular basis. And then you observe the effects. Like right. you create some effort that is guided by evidence that you that you either see personally through direct experience or you consume through trusted sources as well as a mix of intuition 
you work on improving your inputs and then you observe what happens and make some changes as you see fit. Um, I, I guess for me, I made it, I, I made small goals too. The goal is not to be where you once were. The goal is I am here now, like what is the next I'm working on doing? And that can engage you tremendously. Like, I don't know if I'm ever going to be able to like squat or deadlift as much as I could like pre skiing injury. Um, and, and quite frankly, sometimes you have to like come to acceptance of like that may or may not be possible. And I don't even see that as like a limiting belief per se, but as like a liberating belief that things are constantly in flux and changing. But now a goal would be to like get back to squatting, you know, like let's just say 200 pounds for 10 reps or getting to that body weight squat or moving to the point where you can do this or that. Setting small landmarks and milestones along the way. Um, are key. And typically the landmarks and milestones, sometimes they're outcome-based, like being able to do a certain amount of squats or pull-ups or something like that. But oftentimes they can be like project completion-based. If you're working on something with your business, you can't always control how much revenue comes in the door by like just doing actions, but you can get super clear about like these micro projects that lead to your macro goal. So if you're in the business of like selling something online in e-commerce setting, like one thing you could do is improve your like point of sale checkout process. Like what is your offer? What are your upsell flows? And with the goal of like, I would like to have a seven figure business or something like that, but a mini project along the way, that's a little more tangible and controllable setting these, these very concrete things that you can actually get after. And this is actually how we structure our fit father program too. It is a great goal to work on dramatically improving your health and vitality, but we break it down into like 30 day focus chunks or stuff like this, where you really are getting tangible and small and gritty and then blessing that with action and seeing what happens along the way and then reevaluating. I'm sure this is, this is stuff that's been said on this podcast many, many times. It's just the process of consistent iterated effort on top of like a pure desire. And uh, this is the game of our lives. It's the ever encompassing game, whatever we're dealing with or whatever desire that we have, whatever we wanna bring forth in ourselves or bring forth in the world, like that's uniquely placed on our heart to like move forward and move through. Creating that thing or even just learning the lessons in the process of creating that thing yeah. leads us to the next step. And if you operate your life that way, I think it's like completely liberating completely liberating. You're always learning. You're always iterating. And if you can keep that young spirit into old age, and you know, I see that in, in the certain select people that still have that kind of youth and vitality of wanting yeah. to take chances and be renewed over time, then you stay young, you stay young at heart and young at spirit. And that seems like that's the recipe for a really beautiful life. Yeah. I mean, look, people need to consistently hear these messages, even though the messages are the same, they're just changed from time to time. It's still the same concept. People need to yeah. hear that stuff consistently because they might not be in the season of their life where they're meant to or ready to hear that. And now they might be today when they listen to this, they might be. So dude, always a pleasure, my friend. Always a pleasure. Yeah. Thanks for having me on fun conversation. Cheers to yeah. us for uh, you know, a good, a good first half of this year of moving through some stuff. And I'm excited <laughs> for this back half of this year when we speak again next, uh, you know, it's going to be exciting. I called my dad about some, just all these challenges, right? And I said, man, what, do I, what, what am I supposed to learn here? And he's like, um, well, you're supposed to, you're supposed to learn whatever you're supposed to learn. So just be open to it. He goes, but <laughs> I'm going to tell you right now that the chapters of your book are getting better and better because no one wants to hear, oh, then I just went like this and it just went like this and then just like that and just like a miracle oh, this happened and then that broke free and then I made $10 million and then it was just, oh my God, it was amazing. They want to hear the shit. People on this podcast yeah, do sure. not want to hear you and I going, 
God, man, what an incredible year. I have not dealt with any adversity. I've tripled my income. Like when I hear people like that on a podcast and I go, you're full of shit. You're totally full mm -hmm. of shit. You're avoiding something. Like, man, my, my year's been amazing. Quadrupled my business. My relationship's amazing, man. I went on seven vacations. Where's the stuff? What's not adding up that you're hiding? Yeah, and, and, and that's part of it. And also people do have seasons of their life that are super easy sailing. I agree. And yeah, then they totally. get hit with some super shit. You know, you just totally. find out you got like some kind of testicular cancer and it changes everything Jesus. up. And maybe that's the case. Maybe it's not. But like, you know, it's it's like they're also uh, understand and respect the seasonality of the cruise times and the last times. It's just like the cycles of nature. Storms come through, lightning strikes trees and puts them on fire, forests burn. Like, I think we're a part of this natural process. We're kind of like creating, we're, we're part of these natural cycles and these flows happen in our life. And that's something to like completely be okay with. Completely agree, my friend. Well, dude, thanks for being here again. Appreciate you. Yeah. Man on yeah. purpose, baby. This is a man really, really wonderful community and, and, and great podcast. So thanks, thanks bro, as always. And I'm excited for the next time. Absolutely. And dude, we are, we are growing like crazy. We are evolving, changing. There's an evolution and you know, that's happened from being on purpose to becoming irreplaceable. And I'll, I'll walk you through that later. And, nice. uh, but that's, that's the big key here. Audience is like, go to fitfatherproject.com, find out everything you want to know about Anthony. It'll be in the show notes. You can go to the website, you can find them online. And like what we're doing here is about being on purpose and becoming irreplaceable men, husbands, fathers, business owners. Like that's what we're, we're morphing ourselves into with all these different things we talked about today. Anthony and I talk fast, so don't keep this thing on 2.0. If you can't keep up, slow it down to like 0.75 and, and take notes because it's gold. So thanks for listening and we'll catch you on the next one.